Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global/advantage. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 32. And today I'm sharing a story of someone who was an overworked million dollar business owner on how she transitioned to owning her freedom based business. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business. Your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm super excited to be hanging out with you here for today's bonus episode. I get to hang out with you two times this week. I'm super excited to be bringing you today's featured guest because this is a very cool story. Today's guest had a million-dollar business, super successful, but in her own words, she was burnt out and she was killing herself. Have you ever felt like that? Maybe you've been in a job, maybe you've been in corporate, maybe you've had a business and you're doing super amazing things on the success scale of what others perceive to be successful, but inside you felt like you were just over it. You couldn't do it anymore. So today I bring you Karen who went from overworked to being a freedom-based entrepreneur. And she's going to share her story of how she has made the transition and really talk about how she went from transitioning from traditional business to freedom-based business so that she's able to set or she has set herself up so that she can work anywhere in the world. So Karen is a relationship coach. She talks about, she shares a bit today about what she does and the kinds of clients that she works with. If you would like to stay in contact with Karen or or learn more about her, she has a free e-course called the 30 Days of Connection. I've popped the link in the show notes. So if you're interested in learning more about the 30 Days of Connection, just head over to the show notes, click the link and join up for free. But let's get into it. Without further ado, I introduce you to today's featured guest, Karen Battersby. Hi, welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Karen. It's so wonderful to have you joining me here today. Thanks, Sam, for the invitation. I'm very excited to have a chat with you today. You're one of our Business Success Academy clients. I think been with us about 
a year now. Is that about right? Yeah, I think that's probably about right. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. You've done some really great things, which is what we're going to dive into today and share a bit about your story. Before we start there, why don't you tell us a little bit about the business that you've got now and the kind of clients that you work with? Okay. So my business is called Liminal Coaching. Um, I work predominantly with women who are wanting to make change in their lives. So it could be, you know, leave a toxic relationship. It could be start a business. It could be, you know, to, to perhaps start a new career. So anybody who's wanting to make change, basically. Love it. And you do some really great work. I really enjoy the the posts that you, the very thought-invoking posts that you put out on Facebook there. They're fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> um, now, what I, what I want to start with, because I find this really cool and I want to dive into this, because a lot of the people that I work with, they have not started a business before and they don't know what to do or maybe they have started a business and it's not going quite right. But you actually had a million-dollar business prior to coming into Business Success Academy. So I'd love you to share a little bit around what that business was and the challenges that you were having there that made you jump into changing businesses and into working with us. Yeah, sure. So I owned a restaurant and a function centre. They were two actual separate venues and they were 38 kilometres apart. And, oh my um, goodness. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know they'd be 38 kilometres apart. That's crazy. Right. So there's your first challenge, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I did have a manager in each venue, I will say that. So I took you know that business from zero to 1.2 million dollars in three years but it was killing me that's the long and the short of it I was working 90 hours a week we would do a hundred weddings a year and you know some crazy things like um, you know at one stage we did three weddings in one 24-hour period in the same venue that is it was not oh, wow. at all unusual for me to have a Saturday night and have three weddings going on um, on a Saturday night so it was it was full-on and, you know, so I know how to build a million dollar business, but it was a bricks and mortar business. It was a, you know, obviously there was a service and a product attached to it and people sought us out. It was actually quite easy to build it. I don't, I don't want to understate that. I mean, obviously there was a lot of hard work involved, but, you know, we were the premier wedding location, um, you know, for this region. Mm-hmm. But those 90 hours a week did catch up with me and I ended up with a chronic illness out of that and, uh, you know, a marriage breakdown and, and all the rest of it. And so, you know, I realised that I didn't want to be in a situation where I was selling my time, you know. It, it didn't matter how much the dollar value per hour was, I didn't want to be selling my time. So I needed, you know, I knew that if I, I knew I would go into business again, that was, that was, you know, never in doubt, but I needed it to be a business that was fully scalable online and able to be very, very portable because my long-term goal is to be a, a world nomad, digital nomad and operate my business from wherever I am in the world. So I came across to you because I knew that there was a lot that I didn't know about the digital business world. Although I had an online presence and social media with my other business, and yes, they helped to drive sales, it wasn't the primary business. So this was a, a new area for me. And, uh, you know, being a good entrepreneur, I was willing to invest in, you know, the learning from people who knew more than I did. I think that's one of the things that we see about all entrepreneurs, isn't it? Like we, we're willing to, to do that investment and the growth 
the personal growth that we need. Well, totally, because I, you know, you and I are very similar. We were just having a chat before we came on the call. We always want to do things at, you know, the, the fastest way possible. We know that we've only got so much time in this world. You were sharing mm. before that, and, and I know that we'll talk about this a little bit more later, that, you know, you have a really big impact that you want to share with the world. You know, we're all only here for a certain amount of time. So it's how can we make sure that we share a message with as many people in the time that we've got? So yeah. it's about tapping into that and saying, how can we do it in the fastest way possible? Absolutely. I think it's one of the things that um, entrepreneurs share, all of us, is that time is our most valuable resource. And we recognise that, you know, we're not out there wasting much of it. <laughs> mm, yeah. But like you just said, you ended up with, you had a very, very successful business, but you ended up with a chronic illness. And I just wanted to touch on the fact that along with time, health is something mm -hmm. that is also extremely valuable. At the mm -hmm. time that you made the decision to get out of what you were doing, were you sure at that time what it was that you wanted to do? Or were you just no. so burnt out that you were just like, get me out of here? Yeah, no, I was just so burnt out. I just needed to get out. I was, you know, literally, I, I remember saying to somebody, my business is killing me. And I meant yeah. that quite literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so no, I had no idea. And in fact, I, I couldn't even imagine working for someone else at that point in time. I was so burnt out. I just could not imagine being of value to anyone else's business either. So what I did was I went and studied psychology. <laughs> 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 which set me up for my next business. You know, I've always loved psychology. And so, you know, for 15 years, I've wanted to study psychology. And so I just gave myself permission to hire, have a hiatus um, and to go and do what I've always wanted to do because suddenly there was no marriage, there was no business, you know, uh, it was it was a case of look you have the opportunity here to completely reinvent yourself so what have you always wanted to do what's really connected to your to your heart and psychology was that thing so literally three weeks after closing the businesses I was doing my first class at uni so, oh wow <laughs> yeah so I didn't take a lot of time to rest yeah um, a true entrepreneur okay that's done mm. what's next <laughs> right right yeah, I started I looking that. scanning the horizon and going right and so yeah I literally you know I applied got accepted and started all in a three-week period of time and studying psychology has just been the biggest dive down the rabbit hole um, as far as personal development and growth. And, and you know, it's just for me, it's a passion and it's, it's where I've always wanted to work. So I really feel like I've landed in a better place. Love it. And Farah, kudos to you. Like that's some pretty big changes that you all went through in such a short space of time. I'd love to know at what point did you know what you wanted your business to be? Or was it, you know, was it a case of all of a sudden waking up overnight and knowing what it was? Or was it a transition of just a little bit of trial and error for a while? Well, it's interesting. Seven or eight years ago, I sat in a professional development, um, a week-long course that um, is run down in Sydney. And, you know, it was it was a wasn't business focused, but it was it did cover business, but it covered relationship and health and self-discovery and a whole lot of other stuff, you know, financial advice. And I, I sat there and I just knew that that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to hold it was like a week-long retreat, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't a residential retreat. 
And I just knew that this was what I wanted to do. And I, at that stage, I was married. So it must have been about eight years ago, maybe even slightly more. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought my life is going to have to change completely for me to be able to ever do this. And it was unspoken. I didn't speak a word of it to anybody because I thought, you can't do that, Karen. That's not, you know, you don't have the skills, you don't have anything to offer in this space, you can't do that. So I was silent about that. But that was always there, you know. I knew that that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to help people change their lives. And then I started studying psychology and I explored the idea of being a sex therapist. I explored the idea. So originally I thought I would actually go and do, you know, organisational psychology. That Mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. where I sort of thought that I would go and help organisations get their culture right and that kind of thing because I was quite interested in that. But then I got into the study and I discovered, you know, relationship stuff and, and, you know, how it underpins literally everything else you know it's a foundation we build the rest of our lives on and so I became very very passionate about that I had a failed marriage so I did you know I read as much as I could about you know creating a healthy relationship because I was determined I was never going to fail at that again I don't quite phrase it that way now but you know meaning I don't think a 26 year relationship is a failure but Um, At that point in time, that was my thought. Mm -hmm. So I explored everything I could learn about relationships. And and then I got involved with a man who, you know, I would still say to this day I love dearly, um, you know, and it was a very toxic relationship. And, you know, through some stuff that he was going through, I became very interested in personality disorders and I studied a lot in that area. That became sort of an area of specialty for me. So you know, and it linked in nicely with the relationship stuff because obviously if you've got a toxic relationship, it affects every other part of your life. It undermines mm. everything you're trying to do elsewhere in your life. Well, it totally can. Um, it can really, right. a bad relationship can really have you off in so in your health, in your career, in your oh, finances. Like it really impacts way. your whole life. Absolutely. In every single metric, you, even lifespan, you'll die mm. earlier if you're mm. in a toxic relationship. It literally affects every aspect of your life. So, so then I thought, well, you know, I, I think I really want to do more work in the relationship sector. And so it's, it's been evolving, right? It's evolved over the period of time that I've studied. I still, you know, I've been running retreats. I'm very passionate about people doing the work on themselves because that's where the key to having a healthy relationship is. The one thing about toxic people is they don't want to do the work on themselves to heal and that's why <laughs> they create toxic relationships. So it's all interwoven. It's all linked. But really, you know, I just want to help people live their you know their biggest juiciest most amazing life you know I see the possibility in every human being and Mm. you know that's exciting and I see how most people limit themselves and that's incredibly sad so it's evolved yeah I always work in the relationship space but I really really you know I want to have that bigger picture too yeah and I think that I really want to tap into that a little bit because a lot of people get really frustrated when they think that they haven't got whatever this end you know, goal is. I know exactly what I want to do. But I know for myself and every single person that I work with, we do evolve, that things do change. And it's about actually letting go of the, the, the need for control and just letting it, it happen. I mean, we, we are controlling what happens in our business. I'm not saying we're totally just mm. flowing like, you know, and just 
letting anything happen, but we have to be open to the possibility of, okay, well, maybe we need to sort of explore this route or, or go this right. way. And I think that that's a big part of what sort of gets you to that big success. What would you say about that? I totally agree, actually, totally agree. You know, I don't feel like I started out with this particular place in mind that I'm at right now, but nor do I think that I'm finished. You know, I'm only, I'm on a journey. The business mm. evolves as we evolve, you know. Mm. I've, I've said many times in various forums that I'm involved with that, you know, being in business is like being, it's personal development on steroids, right? Yeah, because absolutely. Your business will be limited wherever you're limited, you know, whatever area you haven't done your work in, I guess. And the one thing, you know, that I see, particularly with women who are my primary client base, relationship is one of the things that women, that re- they really allow it to hold them back the long and the short of it and you know especially if it's a bad relationship you know they can stay trapped for years so you know it's very much linked but yeah you know when it you know we're all on a journey you know where you start is not where you end it doesn't matter what business you're in absolutely no you said you did say that you didn't know where you were going that you just went with the went with the flow Mm. and we talked about that evolution however Mm. I did want to add in here you did actually even though you didn't know the how so you didn't know what the business model was necessarily going to be at all times you actually did know what you wanted in your life didn't you can you tell us a little bit oh absolutely yeah yeah I was very clear and you know this I continue to refine this this gets clearer you know sometimes um, daily, sometimes <laughs> monthly, <Yep. laughs> depending on what you're going through at the time. You know, I knew that I didn't ever want to be selling an hour of my time for a dollar figure. That business model wasn't for me, that mm-hmm. I would cap out quickly at, at however many hours I was capable of working and that wasn't what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted freedom. Freedom is one of my top values, which is why I'm an entrepreneur. It's why I mm-hmm. love business. So, yep. you know, I wanted to be able to free, be free to travel and, you know, do all the things I want to do in the world. You know, and I knew that I needed to be able to make time for my health because I do have a chronic illness that will sit with me for the rest of my life. So I must manage that. And that means, you know, taking the time to do that. I wanted to connect with people in my work. I wanted it to mean something, not just success or dollars. You know, I don't, I frankly don't care if I have a million dollar business ever again. What I care about is how much impact I make and how many people I help change their lives. Yeah. So that's the legacy thing that people will have forgotten my restaurant in years to come. You know, people will have forgotten. They'll remember it as, you know, okay, that's the place we got married. But it's, you know, it's never going to change people's lives. The Mm. work I do now, people will remember forever and they have a changed life and a changed outcome because of it. It's legacy stuff, you know, and that's, you know, deeply satisfying. Absolutely. So you didn't know what the vehicle was, but you knew the outcome that you wanted to be, you know, having that freedom and looking after your health, having the laptop lifestyle. You had a million dollar business before, you know, that you'd successfully built in a very short time. What was your reason for joining Business Success Academy and and how did it become a turning point in what you're doing now? So I joined because I knew that I had a gap in my learning, that I didn't know, you know, I knew what I didn't know. <laughs> and I've never, I'd never had an online business before or, you know, or needed to create an online presence um, and credibility in quite the same way that I knew I needed to with this business. And I had been watching what you had been doing and I attended one of your webinars and went, yep, that's for me, signed up immediately and, you know, that's been great. 
the accountability, you get this, it's the glue, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I put that up every Monday morning, don't I? I know. I know you do. And I'm usually, you know, there right away to put my three goals up for the week. I get oh, your, your post normally comes through at like 6.03 a.m. every week. <laughs> Which is exactly three minutes after you put it up. <laughs> yeah. So I get that accountability is the glue. And, and as entrepreneurs, you know, who do we have holding ourselves accountable? You know, if we can't, if we aren't good at doing it ourselves, then nobody's going to do it for us, all right? Mm. So I think you have to get really good at it. And you also have to accept that motivation wanes. You know, you have good days, you have bad days, motivation wanes. And so you have to build the system around you to support it. And so getting um, yourself into a group where you've got accountability and support and mentoring is incredibly important. And I've always known the value of that. When, whilst ever I've been in business, I've, you know, sought that out deliberately. And so that was what it was all about. It was, yes, your skills and knowledge to help me build something that I'd never built before, but it was also equally, you know, the accountability and the, you know, community. Now, before we jumped on on this call, you were talking about the structure as well and having the step-by-step process. I'd love you to share with us, what did that process look like you for transitioning into what you're doing now, into, you know, helping people and your retreats? And I, I know that you work with people in different ways, but how did having that structure help you transition into your business? So the structure helped me get clear. Yes, the structure held me accountable because, you know, each week there was a topic we were working through, which that was great. And the group was moving along and I needed to keep up. But it was the getting clear, the digging down, you know, who is my client avatar and there being particular steps that needed to be taken each week and each week building on the previous week. So they're logical. It's about um, sequence, you know. It's important not just to take the right steps but to do the right steps in the right order. So it provided the sequence as well. If you haven't got the foundation right, then the rest, you know, there's no point in being out there shouting loudly and marketing something that hasn't got a solid foundation to deliver the product that you're, you know, shouting about. I think so I just me, posted in a post today that it's like trying to build a house of cards in the middle of a tornado. Right. Yeah, that's a great analogy. So, yeah, the sequence was um, important as well. So what's next for you? What's next in your business? Share share your big dreams and goals of where you're heading in the next 12 months as we're closing out 2018. What does 2019 look like uh, for you in your life alongside liminal coaching? So 2019, I would like to completely replace my paid job because at the moment I do still have, I call it my side gig. (laughs) My business (laughs) is actually, you know how they talk about a side hustle and the business is usually the side hustle? Yes. Yeah, I I prefer to think of it the other way because that's really where my values lie. (laughs) So I want to get rid of the side gig and, um, you know, so I hope that by the end of 2019 I can hand in my notice there uh, because I will have regular and consistent, you know, six-figure income from Mm -hmm. my coaching business. More importantly, I have a retreat that I'm offering next year with 40 places that will be sold out. That's the goal. And I will have published one book. So they're the big goals for next year. But really, it's to take me ever closer to the day when my last child leaves home and I'll be a digital nomad, a world nomad, so I can travel and see the world. So that's the big grand slam goal. It's huge. 
and it's only four years away, so it's a it's a big one. Yeah, and, and everything everything I do is about is working towards that. I love it, and you are very outcome focused. And I wanted to acknowledge that that you always know exactly what it is that you're trying to do. You know, you do put out your goals every week, and you do. And like you said, there are some weeks that we just we don't get it done. Things don't go to plan, but you know, you're always on track, and you're always saying this is what's going to happen. There is. Mm. You did mention your employment, and I did mean to talk about this a bit earlier. So. If it's okay with you, I just want to circle back really quickly because a lot of people might be in a a day job, which I personally think if they're building their business is quite smart. Can you just quickly explain the benefits that you've had in keeping your day job while you've been building your business? Because I think this is really Mm. important to touch on because there's plenty of people in this situation. Yeah. And I think most people start there, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I'm a single mum and I have just one teenage child left at home now. The other one went off to uni in July down south. Um, So for me, uh, there's there's a couple of benefits. One is it's the financial security that I can provide for my son and myself, obviously, putting a roof over her head, knowing that I don't have to worry about the basic financial commitments of our family. That's what the, the, the job covers. And I also invest a fair bit of that money back into my, you know, building my business. So it gives me some leverage. It allows me to grow a little more quickly than if I had to make a dollar in my business and reinvest a dollar in my business. So I'm happy to push my spare money into growing my business from my day job. The other thing is I call it my apprenticeship. I work with men who use violence, a highly resistant group. I'm a counsellor and a group facilitator for them. I take them through a 16-week program. So the skills I'm learning in dealing with resistance and pushback, you know, from a psychology perspective is hugely advantageous. You know, I don't imagine I'm going to get many clients who are going to pay for my services and then give me that level of resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. And it, it hasn't happened to date. You know, my clients are usually quite keen, which is great. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's a great experience. So I call it my paid apprenticeship. I'm getting my counselling hours up as well because the goal is to be a registered psychologist at the end of all of this. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting the clinical experience that I need as well. So it ticks a lot of boxes that I couldn't get just in my business as well. So for me, the two kind of work quite well together side by side, but I, I see the paid job as someone else is paying me to gather the skills that I need for my business as well. Mm, I love and that's that. hugely that, important because it's still absolutely. aligned with my values. Yeah. Yes. And thanks for letting me go back and cover that because I think that those two pieces are really important. One, as business owners, we do need to be investing money back into our business to grow it. And the Mm. fact that you can cover that and make sure that you're still investing back into your business and growing it is something to, you know, pay attention to. But secondly, have it being able to get mastery and, you know, in the skills that you deliver to your clients and and really know that you're rising above and being as offering a service that's, you know, world-class is also fantastic. So yeah, thanks for, for talking about that because I think a lot of people think of the job being the bad 
but but it's not. It, you know, we, I, you know, you've acknowledged that you don't want it be, to be there forever, but it's it's not the baddie. No, it's a, no, it's and it's you know, it's a valuable way that I'm learning and practicing skills, and you know, the way that I look at it is, if I can work with the most resistant group on the planet, and let's face it, men who use violence would probably fit that mm. that category. And, and like I, I get to deal with lots of people with personality disorders, which is really good fun. <laughs> Only for you. I'm opting out of that one. <laughs> no, thanks. It's not for me. Oh, but... yeah, I didn't say I wanted to be in a relationship with them, Sam. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, you know, going back to what you said earlier that as entrepreneurs, we do want to do things as fast as possible. You know, I've never shared before, not out of, you know, keeping a, a, a secret, but just have never shared before that when I very first opened my coaching business, I just separated from my husband of 20 years and he had taken the businesses. And because I needed some cash flow to get my businesses running as fast as possible, I actually went back and worked in those businesses that I had founded and worked at just the normal wage that all the rest of the staff were doing. And, you know, I could have easily not done that because swallowing my pride to do that was not very fun. But for me, it was about how can I build my business as fast as possible? So I just jumped into working for him for six months, used that cash to do what I needed to do. Cool. I think there's there's no place for ego in, in business. Oh, God, um, no. There you'll, isn't. Be confronted, you'll be confronted every day of the week if you absolutely you release that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with everything that you've been through over the last year of building your online business, what would be your advice for others who are looking to create their ideal online business and their the life of their dreams what they want to be doing do I have to give just one or can I give a couple oh give a couple because you always have so much gold Karen <laughs> you may not have so much to say <laughs> that part is true but it is valuable yes <laughs> thanks Sam um well I guess there's a couple of things one get clear on your vision even though it may not be the end destination just know what you need to do now what's the first or minimum viable product you know what's the, the the first minimum thing that you can take to market get clear about that ask yourself every day what's the next most logical step you know I literally ask myself that every day Sam you know I plan you know 2019 is planned I do 90 day plans I do weekly goal setting I do daily goal setting but sometimes you get a bit trapped or a bit stuck and you don't quite know so just just answer that one question what is the next most logical step and then just do that so don't worry about what's four steps away. Just do what is the next most logical step. And mm. if you keep doing that daily, you look up one day and you're somewhere completely different and things will be much clearer. So that's important. And number three, get support. I know that we bang on about this all the time, both as psychologists and as entrepreneurs, that your environment is important and it's the most important thing and that you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with, all of that stuff, right? Well, I'm here to tell you from a psychological perspective, it's absolutely true. You have to surround yourself with like-minded people. Now, if your family and your friends aren't that, go seek out communities somewhere else, even if it's just an online community. Get yourself surrounded by people who think like you think and get yourself some support from professionals who've been there and walked 
you know, that path before mentoring you. Pay for it. Don't be afraid to put your hand in your pocket and pay for it. If we want people to invest in us, you know, I believe energetically and to, you know, to turn up as the best we can be, we need to do the same thing, right? We always need to be Mm. growing and evolving and always pushing ourselves to be better and to always rise up to the challenge. And the business will be limited. I said this before, you know, your business is like personal development on steroids for you. And it will show, like, your business will be weak in exactly the areas you're weak. So, and I don't mean that as in, oh, my God, you're a weak person, but meaning if finance is not your strong suit, then that's where your business will struggle. If selling, you know, if you are, you know, you have a blockage around putting yourself out there, then selling will be a problem for you and that will be reflected in your business. You know, your business is just an extension of you. It will reflect all of your little quirks. So you have to do the work on yourself. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you for those three top tips and for everything that you shared today, Karen. It's been such a pleasure working with you over the last year. And I am so looking forward to seeing you shining your light with your filled retreat next year and reading your book (laughs) and just celebrating your wins with you. Thanks, Tom. It's been great working with you. Are you ready to say yes to creating a thriving freedom business in 2019? I'm talking about the kind of business that gives you the income that allows you the freedom to create a life you love while creating a global impact. If that's you, the doors to Business Success Academy are about to open. Head to samanthariley.global forward slash success to be the first to be notified when the doors are open.